Hello friends, John Creasy from the Open Door Presbyterian Church. I'm one of the pastors there and glad to bring this sermon to you today. It is from our Zoom worship um, of last Sunday. We have worship on Zoom at 10.30 a.m. and you are welcome to join us live. You can find links for that um, through our website pghopendoor.net and um, on our Facebook group or our Facebook page, The Open Door Church. Um, but it was Trinity Sunday, and that is what this sermon is on. Um, if you're looking to worship with us in person, uh, not online, but in person, we do that every Sunday also. I wanted to mention that. 9 a.m. at Garfield Community Farm. Love to have you come out to that. So, uh, in the meantime, take a listen. Um, this is from last time. Well, today is uh, Trinity Sunday, and interestingly, um, Romans 8 is the scripture chosen for today from our lectionary, Romans 8, 12 through 17. So let's pray before we read uh, these scriptures. God, who is relational, God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray that you, through your Holy Spirit, would uh, speak to us through your word that your spirit would enliven these words for us, even now, even today. In Jesus, uh, we pray. Amen. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Thanks be to God. Humanity is quite special in God's creation. We have this knowledge of our unity to the triune God. Might be the thing that is the most unique about who we are as human beings. Knowledge of God. As Christians, we believe in a communal God, a triune God who is adopting us into the divine family of God. I think that's the, that's the key thing that I want to get from today's passage. 
like any adoption process though, it's not easy. It can be long. It can be a hard fought battle between our nature of sin and turning away from God and our knowledge that we are part of this divine relationship. I'm often talking about the connectivity uh, of all that God has created, the holiness of it all. We've talked about that several times in several different ways over the past few weeks. The Trinity is our understanding of God as community. I like to think of God as an ecosystem. That's not a perfect perfect understanding of God, but nothing is. Anytime we talk about the Trinity, there are problems with our understanding of the Trinity. But try this on for, for size. God is like an ecosystem. God does not exist outside of community. An ecosystem is supported by itself. And anytime an ecosystem, the elements of an ecosystem are separated, it no longer is healthy, no longer exists in itself. An ecosystem must be held together. A theme over the past few months has been that God's creation reflects the nature of God. The relationality of nature is a reflection of the nature of God. God in the Trinity is relational and God welcomes us. That's the miracle. God welcomes us into that ever-growing community. Ecosystems on earth are just a reflection of an even greater relationship through the Trinity. Today, we need to consider the uniqueness of our humanity in relation to the rest of creation, our adoption into the triune nature of God, the ecosystem of God. Unique to humans is our understanding of our role within the whole of creation. What Paul is discussing in Romans 8 is that there's a difficult tension between flesh and spirit throughout the chapter. If you go back and read the rest of chapter 8, that's what it's about this tension and this tension with our sinful human nature. We might be the only part of God's creation that can recognize both our physicality and our spirituality and recognize this tension between the two that often exists. We're unique in our ability to even contemplate on the physical world through science and we're unique in our ability to contemplate spiritual realities of God through theology and spirituality. This recognition has led to something else we talked about just a couple weeks ago, this this dualistic approach to seeing our physical bodies and and the spiritual. Dualism is when we separate those things and Even our scriptures were written during a time when Gnosticism was expanding um, throughout, uh, throughout the known world, both in Greek and in Jewish philosophy. Passages like the one we read uh, were written in a time 
where dualistic thinking through Gnosticism um, was uh, becoming more and more a normal way of seeing the world. Today, we'll consider Paul's words of flesh and spirit from a more non-dual perspective, if we can. If our starting point is unity and oneness, we might find different and deep insights into these sorts of passages that talk about the sinful flesh and our spirit, our spiritual connection to God. Ecosystems, back to ecosystems, they're about diversity existing in unity. I'm not going to get too far into ecosystems today, but simply recognize that the systems of nature are held together by inclusion and relationship. It's what we talked about last week um, through our scripture, that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit brought uh, to an extremely diverse crowd the possibility of unity. The Holy Spirit loves diversity and desires that within that diversity, there is unity. When one element in an ecosystem is sick or lost, the whole system suffers and collapse can happen in nature. That is exactly how God's creation is designed to work, right? Where there's great diversity dependent on the health and unity of the system. In permaculture, we have a principle that guides our design work. We say we integrate rather than separate. That's foundational. It's a foundational principle for healthy systems of all kinds. That's how creation was made, that we need to integrate diversity rather than separate. Another principle is to value diversity, uh, one of the uh, another of the 12 principles of permaculture. I would say these two, valuing diversity and integrating rather than separating, I would say are, are the way that God created the earth. Diversity is way better than separation almost all of the time in the way that creation has been given to us. And again, creation is an icon into the nature of God, into the God who loves all of it. Theologian Thomas Oden says, God has left God's soul prints, soul prints of triunity everywhere in the created order. Human beings really are amazing because we see, seem to have this ability to do what God does. We have our imaginations and we can create like God has created. We have the ability to create incredibly useful and good things, incredibly complex things, incredible beauty. But we also have the ability to create destructive things. We ignore our call to create beauty and wholeness in creation. Instead, we create things that pull apart, that separate, that segregate. We ignore that 
permaculture principle that integration and unity are better than separation and disunity. This is a result of, I think, the dualistic thinking that is so deeply embedded in our way of thinking. The nature of humanity, the sinful nature of humanity in our lives is this thinking that things are better when they're separated and pulled apart. Sin pulls apart that which God desires uh, for unity. We deconstruct the wholeness of ecosystems, of systems in general, things that are connected and united, and instead we pull them apart. We deconstruct people groups and separate ourselves by any means of segregation. Living by the flesh, as Paul talks about it, can be seen as a selfish way of living, living for ourselves, pulled apart, selfish in our desires for what we think will make us happy. That's living by the flesh. When Paul talks about putting to death the desires of the flesh, it's putting to death this desire for separateness, for more for ourselves, for selfishness. Living by the flesh is living for ourselves and not for something bigger, for something more united. Living for ourselves at the expense of community, living for ourselves and not for others not as the triune God created all things to be. But as human beings, we can also live by the spirit, as Paul talks about, in which God's spirit unites our spirit into the community of God. I love that today our scripture, the word spirit in the NRSV is capitalized. Now there weren't capital letters, um, in the original, but we know that the, the way that Paul is using the word spirit, God, uh, Paul is talking about the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. So it's capitalized. Here, we're not talking about some unknown spirituality, small s. We're talking about capital S, spirit of God. And this is really important. In Christian theology, when we talk about spirituality, or spiritual formation, we have a grounding in the person of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. We have a grounding in creation theology that God created all things very good. We have a grounding in incarnational theology that God became creation through the person of Jesus. The idea that the spiritual became the physical and united the two. So Paul talks about Jesus taking on flesh and defeating the sinfulness of our flesh. We know that the flesh was not denied, but the flesh was fully sanctified. That unity came between God and flesh. That unity came between um, the Christ and Jesus. Spirituality for Christians is never an, a disembodied spirituality. But in Christian faith, our spirituality is connected 
to the person of Jesus. Anytime you're reading scripture and you come across passages like we just read that deal with flesh and spirit, remember that our God so loves the physical creation that God became it through Jesus. In verse 16 of our passage, it says that 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 very spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. This is the Spirit of God, capital S, person of the Holy Spirit, bearing witness to our spirit and bringing unity between the two, making us a part of this community of God, calling us into the relationship of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit makes us know that we are adopted into the family of God. We're made brothers and sisters with Jesus and welcomed into that divine dance of the Trinity. When Paul says that if we live by the flesh, we will die, I think he's stating an obvious fact. All things of flesh will die. Talked about this on Easter Sunday. All physical things die. And it's all resurrected, even in nature, through natural processes. Our flesh brings new life when we die, when anything dies. But our body will never become our body again. Physical things end and become something else. And we see glimpses of the resurrection in that process. But our, un our unity to the Trinity our adoption into the family of God. That beautiful mystery is eternal. Through Jesus, we believe the unity of God is eternal. Somehow you and I are welcomed into the fullness of that divine unity. To live by the Spirit is to put the knowledge of this unity, unity in the Trinity, first in our lives. That is our greatest um, faith that we hold on to, that we are adopted into the Trinity for eternity. When we live by the Spirit, we live not only for ourselves, like the flesh calls us to do, but for the betterment of the whole. That can look like so many different things when we live according to the spirit and wholeness and unity. The Trinity becomes our example of community, community. That's where this idea of the ecosystem comes back to us, a reflection of the community of God in nature. Living by the spirit means we can choose to live with diversity, to live by unity, to live with peace as a reflection of God and as our guide. So the, the final point that I want to make here is, is, is this. God has already chosen us. The Holy Spirit has chosen to unite us to the triune God. 
Jesus has done the work to make that possible. We're united to Christ and fully accepted by God. That sinfulness um, that we've had to live with has been put to death through the work of Jesus. And we can live fully into the unity that God calls us to. Through the Holy Spirit and the work of Jesus, we are made fully accept, we are made fully accept and fully accepted by God and loved as a child of God. And this, when we talk about the good news, this is the good news. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That through Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit, we are made children of God. In Romans 8, in the message translation by Eugene Peterson, um, it says this. I want to read just verses 15 through 17 again, but in the message translation. So he said, uh, this resurrection life you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is. We know who we are, father and child, and we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. We go through the hard times with him. Then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. Amen. Well, thanks so much for listening in again. I hope you enjoyed that um, reflection on, on the Trinity and on our uh, being invited into this great communal experience of God. Uh, maybe the greatest mystery and the greatest miracle of creation, that we are invited into God's love. Um, music that you're listening to now is... Uh, from our band, The Side of Eve, which is Alyssa Creasy on vocals, and she's a main songwriter, also my wife, and I get to play guitar, and uh, our drummer, I don't usually mention Ian, but I should, uh, Ian Darwin plays drums with us, he's not on this recording, but um, he's a drummer in our church, and, uh, and for our band, and lots of other friends who participate, and uh play this music with us. So thanks to everybody. We'll see you next week.